Welcome to Health and Wellness University, the podcast focused on helping you reach optimal levels of health and wellness. And now, here's your host, Fernando Flores. Looking up, there's always sky. Rest your head, I'll take you high. We won't fade into darkness. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Health and Wellness University. This is Fernando, your host, and today I am really excited about our next guest, Amy Grace Lamb. Amy, how are you? It's good to see you. Hi, Fernando. Nice to see you over Zoom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today. And just to give our listeners a sense of who you are, uh, Amy is the founder of Vibrational Energy Coaching and Healing. Uh, she is a San Francisco-based gender queer psychologist, healer, and artist. Um, as a mind-body healer, she's really passionate about helping individuals reconnect with their mind, body, spirit in order to be their whole selves. And she has done extensive work for 20 years around this area, which has also included HIV, AIDS prevention research, reproductive justice activism, immigrant refugee, health and mental programs. Uh, health and mental health programs, poetry and performance. And Amy holds an MA in counseling psychology from uh, UC Santa Barbara, a PhD in cultural psychology from my alma mater as well, UC Davis, and a postdoctoral fellowship in psychology and medicine from UCSF and training certificates with the American Conservatory Theater and Bioenergy Balancing. And she grew up in New York, uh, con un corazón latino, and she speaks conversational Spanish, Cantonese, and Mandarin. So, uh, Amy, shish it, and uh, for being here today. And I'm really excited to, uh, you know, just, I provided folks a little bit about what you are doing and what you've done, but I always like to start, you know, what moved you to this work? What was it that originally, you know, uh, got you into doing the work that you do now? Thank you so much for that introduction and for those thanks in Chinese. Um, and that's a really great, really great question. What actually moved me to start this work was when I was doing my postdoc at UCSF. Um, like you mentioned, I was doing HIV AIDS research and sexual reproductive health. And, you know, I was one of those very overachieving people that spent five years working on their dissertation, being on the computer all the time, 10 hours a day, you know, um, really focused on, on this career. And during my postdoctoral time, I started having pain in my wrist and I ended up getting carpal tunnel. And that carpal tunnel ended up being so intense and severe that I had to stop working for a while. I couldn't type anymore. I couldn't even read articles because I couldn't flip the pages. Um, I had a hard time brushing my teeth, uh, drinking, you know, with the cup. And I just had a new baby then. And so I couldn't even help her put on her clothes or um, put her diaper on. So it was really that body breakdown that had to wake me up and say, what are you doing with your life? And that's why I really focus on this mind-body connection or really mind-body and spirit. Because for me, I had spent so much time in my mind 
trying to do something. And I wasn't even looking at what was happening to my body, not knowing that my body was breaking down. When um, I went to first see a physical therapist because I couldn't do all these like daily life things. And I was 27 at the time, Fernando. Wow. That's how young I was. Wow. That my entire arm from the shoulder all the way down to the wrist was like frozen like a rock. And that I hadn't even noticed that. Wow. And so it was through that process of healing through physical therapy that I had to also face other realities of my life. You know, um, things that I had been ignoring about myself, my emotions, where I was going. And it ended up actually being a really huge transformation in my life. I ended up leaving my career in academics and moving more to community work. I actually ended up getting divorced. Um, and that was a really huge, obviously, you know, impact on my life and my family's life. And um, I really started to take a notice inside myself about what I wanted. And that huge shift included starting to really heal from my past trauma, which actually was sexual trauma that I thought I was okay with, but I had to do a lot of healing. And I spent the next 10 years healing from that sexual trauma. And it led me to all of this work that I'm doing today. Wow. Wow. Amy, uh, I mean, so much, um, you know, to discuss from there. And thank you for sharing your story so open and vulnerably. It's, uh, you know, I, I had heard of, uh, of folks getting carpal tunnel, but I think you put it into just very real, you know, uh, just give a real insight and perspective in terms of it's not just, oh, you can't type anymore, which a lot of times it's, it's you know, what you think. Oh, you got carpal tunnel, you can't type anymore. But no, it can impact your entire arm. It can impact your even ability to do the most basic things like, you know, lift a glass of water, brush your teeth. Um, so, yeah, just thank you for sharing that. And, you know, you also talked about, about, trauma and so right now what would you say uh you know is is the work that you focus on the most and that you help people out the most uh from from your end well i really see several kinds of people um that first one is somebody like me back then 15 years ago or 10 years ago who would walk in the door and say oh my gosh something's wrong with my body, you know, like, um, I'm not okay. You know, I have pain here or, um, something doesn't feel right at work, but I'm not sure what it is. And the people who come to see me, they're looking to understand their body better. You know, if I knew back then what I knew now, I would have come see somebody like me to figure out why did my body all of a sudden collapse? What are the emotions that are getting locked in my arm, you know? And so that's what I do with people. I'll go to that body point that um, is experiencing pain or the place in their life that feels out of balance, whether it's work or home. And we kind of do an exploration and see, okay, what is going on there? What are the underlying emotions or memories or trauma that might be in those places that your body's wanting you to see and to remember? And when we can help you understand and like unfold what 
those memories might be or what those emotions are, that's when we can do the processing. Whether it's saying, okay, your body is ready to release that. It doesn't need to remember those things anymore. Let's clear it. Um, you know, and I use a lot of Chinese medicine techniques to help release it out of the body. Or maybe it's something that just needs to be integrated. You know, it's just information that you need to know and be aware of. And we just bring that back into your body and have an integration moment. Or maybe there's something you want to take and transform that energy, that emotion, and be like, okay, I want to do something different with that. I want to uh, transform to a new place or a new understanding. And then we work with your mind and body to do that. So that's definitely one group of people that come to work with me. Another group of people are those who I call deep divers. They're the people who are like spiritual seekers or people who are always exploring or trying to figure out like the depths of who they are. And those people come and we work and a lot of times we're working on uncovering past life issues or ancestral things that may be um, a part of who you are trying to lift. Um, and you know, we think that we know what's going on with ourselves, but so much of who we are is unconscious. And so by connecting to the body rather than the mind, the body is gonna tell us things that our mind may not be ready to talk about, or our mind may um, not even know that is there. And so through that work, we kind of can elicit and see like, okay, this is what's going on for your life now. And how do we integrate that into your mind, body, and spirit? And then the last group of folks that I work with are people that I call manifestors. People mm -hmm. who are like on this path, they want to step up, you know, level up in their leadership or with their gifts and talents in the world. And so those folks are like moving at a very fast pace and be like, okay, this is where I want to get to. Let's see what the blocks are and move there. More like a coach, you know? So those are the three kinds of people that I tend to work with now. Wow, uh, such powerful work, and um, I really, I really, really liked your your integration of mind, body, spirit, right? Because you know, just sharing a little bit from my own journey, there were many years where, as a professional who was very busy and who put, you know, my professional identity before anything else for a very long time, you know, that caused a lot of stress and anxiety. And yeah, you know, breakdowns of, of, of your different breakdowns of your body, you know, maybe not completely uh, debilitating breakdowns, but breakdowns that were painful, you know, and um, I think I think over time, really connecting with my own spirit, you know, and I love how you mentioned, you know, in terms of the, the manifestors, you know, and also the folks who are trying to work through maybe uh, things in their unconscious, you know. And I want to I want to ask you because one of the things that I focus on a lot now is helping folks with um, stress management and avoiding occupational burnout, right? Which um, you know nowadays a lot of people working from home, it can still happen, right? It, it it may look different, but it can still happen. So, what's the work that you've done in relation to that, or has it come up? I should ask, has it come up? I. I think that the kind of work burnout that um, I see in my practice is people who have been doing work for a while and they're a little lost. They might have got into it now eight to 10 years and they're like, why am I doing this? Or I forgot the reason that I got into this field, my passion for it. Am I still in the right place or not? 
people who who get lost. And so what I try to do is help them reconnect with their core self. And that's really about connecting with the heart again. And so when we can help people connect to the heart, and I even teach them a really simple thing, which is tapping at the center of the chest, because that's where the heart center is. It just starts helping us reconnect with who we are. And when we remember again who we are, we can be like, oh, oh yeah, this is why I got into this work and this is where I want to go. Versus I don't know why I'm here anymore. I'm kind of stuck. I need support moving out of that space. So that's a lot of um, what I see when it comes to work stress. Um, and a lot of times too, it's because people are going through transitions in their life, right? You might have gotten into a career in your 20s or early 30s, and all of a sudden you're married now or you just had a baby. And so those are the other folks who come to see me. It's like, how do I make sense of this? You know, how do I be a parent and a partner and a partner at a law firm? I don't know how to be all those things at one time. Yeah. And so those are the kinds of, I think, work-life stress that I see. Mm -hmm. Got it. I love it. Uh, there's a lot of uh, self-awareness, it sounds like, that you help people with, you know, just really developing self-awareness about your body and where you are in life, like introspective and also externally. Um, you know, you mentioned something that I want to follow up with you on. I have a couple other questions, but, um, you know, for, for listeners who may not know what this is, you mentioned something uh, related to tapping your heart. I mean, tell us a little bit about what, what tapping is and um, do you mean it in the figurative sense or literally like tapping your heart? If you could just tell, tell us more about that. Yeah, thanks so much for asking that question. So tapping is an energy, energy psychology technique that's actually based on Chinese acupressure. So for your listeners who may be familiar with acupuncture, you might see it, you know, it's very popular nowadays, especially in California, where people might have um, stress or physical ailments that they're dealing with, or even emotional um, challenges that they might go see an acupuncturist. And an acupuncturist uses needles to help release tension in the body's energy system called meridians. And there are 12 main meridian channels throughout the body that are responsible for our health um, and balance. And so when those meridians are working and they're flowing, that's when we are healthy. And when there are blocks in those meridians, that's when disease and illness can start occurring. And this is just ancient Chinese medicine. So in the modern day, what folks have done starting in the late 70s and 80s have developed a um, kind of trimmed down, more basic version of this that can be done on, on the body, you know, and we call it tapping, which is basically physically tapping body points. And scientifically, it's tapping certain meridian points, usually the entry points or the exit points of the body, and stimulating them. And so when we press them or tap them or rub them, it's taking the effect of like what a needle would be, just not that, not as intense as a sharp needle. And through just massaging those points and breathing, it can help move the energy flow. And so what um, scientists and psychologists have found is that those meridian points actually also have emotional correlates. 
So I'm tapping right now at my clavicles, which is the two bumpy points underneath your neck. Right. And those two bumpy points underneath your neck are connected with your kidney meridian. And the kidney meridian is where the emotion of fear lives. Dread, bad memories, impending doom. And so whenever people um, may be having that kind of fear emotion, all you need to do is tap at that place and just take a deep breath in and just exhale out the mouth. And several repetitions of this for like 10 or 20 seconds can help calm your energy system down, your body system. Another big one that we often face, especially in this time, is grief. There's so much loss going on. Mm -hmm. And so one of the points for that is the lung meridian where we hold grief and sadness. And that's just rubbing on the outside of your thumbs where the nail is. So it's like your two thumbs rubbing together on the outside. And just again, take a deep breath in. And that connects us with the lung meridian and that breathing and that massaging helps to be able to release the grief that's held in the lung meridian. So that's what tapping is. It's a very physical thing that you can feel in the body. Um, and some people find that it's really helpful to help bring emotional balance and regulation to their life. Wow. So, so beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, I think you're, you're like my first guest. I mean, out of hundreds of episodes who just really let us know about tapping. So I appreciate that. Um, and I, I have, I have a, a question going back to carpal tunnel. A lot of our listeners type a lot. They're on their computers a lot. I mean, just in general nowadays compared to 20, 30 years ago, right? We're in front of our computers a lot more. We're typing, we're writing, we're, we're posting, we're, we're sending emails. Uh, we're doing so much on our computers. You know, for you, what would be, you know, some of the top two tips that you have to help someone avoid carpal tunnel, to help someone maybe even if they are going through it, um, you know, what would be some of those, those tips? Um, and also, like, how, how can you tell whether you may or may not have it? I, I don't know if you can speak to that, but just mm -hmm. any thoughts around those questions, feel free to answer in any, any order. Yeah. Well, first, I just want to say I'm not a physician or I'm not a chiropractor. So my, my advice isn't on the medical end in that sense. Um, you know, you always hear ergonomic people talk about the importance of taking breaks and I think that's really important. A lot of times when people are overworking any body part, it's because they're overworking it. You know what I mean? Like I have known professors who've literally sat at their desk for nine hours and didn't even get up to go to the bathroom to pee. Wow. And then ended up getting a kidney and bladder infection. Right? Because we get so absorbed in our work or we don't want to lose the momentum. And we don't even take those moments. And that's obviously an extreme of someone who didn't get up for nine hours, right? But you see a lot of apps nowadays that um, you can set where, you know, you take 50 minutes and then a 10-minute break. Um, and for me, I take a longer break because I know that when I'm in the zone, my mind is going, 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 going. So I might write for an hour, an hour and a half, and then I'm out. I'll go take a walk for half an hour. Because I find that I'm more productive if I can work really hard 
and then break really hard to really let everything go and then come back and see what's what's new, what's fresh. So I think that's just a very physical thing that you can do. Um, another thing people always talk about is ergonomics and setup. And especially in this time where we're working at home now and our equipment and setup may not be the best, I think that's a really important thing to take a look at. Um, you can look online. I'm sure nowadays there are people that can support, you know, what the setup looks like, even if it's in a virtual, but that proportion of like where your arms are, where your head is, that whole balance and how your spine is and how you're sitting are really important. A lot of times when people are typing after a long time, we start slouching and bending over and that really constricts the body and makes everything around the arm and the back really tight. Um, and so what is the proper setup, ergonomic setup that you need to have a long back and neck, to have an open um, shoulder and chest? And so things aren't tight. Now, when it gets to the energy part, which is where, which is my um, place of inquiry, I know that when we are slouching and bending over, the part of the body that we're constricting is the heart chakra. That's our heart center. So there's some going something on, you know, with, with our heart center. And, and when we're able to open our chest and open our heart center, that really brings us to a different place. And so, you know, I had said earlier that tapping at the center of the chest, literally at the center of the chest, kind of where your sternum is, that's the place of the heart center. So just really being mindful of our heart center. And when our heart center is present with us, we want it to be open. And then we can connect. We can connect with what we're working with, who we're working with, right? And you can tell, you just just squish yourself, you know, that that tightens up your chest and your heart. And I can't really connect with you in that way. So from an emotional and energetic perspective, we can just focus on like, oh, how do we actually want to be in the world and connect fully with our heart center? There's a really powerful quote by Kevin Hart. Say it with your chest. <laughs> and i say say it with your heart yes, yes. <laughs> you know that's like, beautiful that's beautiful and it's true so, so i it, think that yeah it's, it's gonna make such a difference yeah no it, it really does and i just mood wise you know i notice when i when i i go in versus this is how mm -hmm. i try to typically keep my posture you know like just yeah you know uh you know head up chest open heart yep. open and, and I feel it just makes a big difference. Um, totally. Um, Amy, such, such great information, such great tips. I really, really appreciate everything that you've uh, been sharing with us. I want to ask you, okay, this is, uh, before I ask you for where can uh, folks find you, where can folks reach out to you? You know, where are you on the internets? Um, uh, if you were to shed all the degrees, all the accomplishments it just came down to just you who you are at your core what message would you want to leave us with what message would you want to impart to us as we move forward in this journey we call life that's such a beautiful question um and my answer is healing as possible the reason why I say that is because all of my accomplishments, all of my achievements have just been searching, searching for a way to heal 
I didn't know that healing was possible until my 30s. And what I mean by that is I thought that I just had to deal with this thing and that it would just be a burden that would be a part of my life forever and I would just have to manage it or deal with it or hide it or ignore it or deny it. And so I kept looking, well, okay, let me look. And maybe if I study this and this and this and become a psychologist, I'll figure it out. Or maybe if I go into community work and help my people and help their suffering, somehow that'll ease my suffering. And it wasn't until I started realizing that I actually had to go inside and work through very difficult things and just acknowledge what had happened to me and be able to release those pains and memory from my actual body. It's like body memory of that trauma that could I actually start being who I am. So that's what I would tell people. You will not believe it, but healing is possible. One day you will be able to um, be yourself again. So powerful, Amy. Um, thank you for that. Honestly, that's such a beautiful message. And I think one that is um, definitely needed. So honestly, thank you so much. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate you and um, just very, very grateful to have you on uh, Health and Wellness University. Um, so Amy, somebody wants to connect with you. Somebody wants to reach out. Where can they find you? How can they do that? Give us that before we, uh, you know, we sign off. Sure. Well, I just wanted to thank you so much, Fernando, for this conversation today. This is actually the first podcast that I've done with someone. And I really appreciate uh, your thoughtful questions and just really being able to connect from that heart place, you know, uh, especially during this time. Folks who are interested in connecting with me can look for me on my website, which is amygracelam.com. That's the best way to reach me. Again, that's amygracelam.com. Um, they can look at me on LinkedIn too, but I think it's best to just go to my website to learn more information. There's a little video that shows how the work looks. And actually on my homepage, if folks scroll to the bottom, you're going to see some self-help, self-care, holistic tips that they can do during this time that are low cost or free. So I put down there at the bottom of my web page, you know, how you can do tapping. And there's a video for that for adult tapping and also one that's for kids, a kid's version. There are also some um, homeopathic sprays that are like $14 you can buy on different internet sites that just help us relieve kind of the stress that's going on during this time. And then just really like aromatherapy, you know, using lavender essential oil or rose essential oil that people can get in the grocery store to just help us find balance during this really stressful time. So again, that's amygracelam.com. And no B, L-A-M. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. And I'll make sure that I, I include your link with the show notes uh, so that folks can just, you know, scroll to the episode information and it'll be there. Great. Amy, again, thank you so much. And everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Health and Wellness University. Um, I'm so glad, Amy, that this is your first 
ever podcast episode. I mean, it was, it was awesome to have you. You, you, you should be on more, <laughs> just FYI, because it was just really great learning from you. And I'm sure a lot of folks are, are uh, taking your message to heart too. So thank you. And um, it's great connecting with you, okay? Great. Thank you so much. Looking forward to talking more. All right. Take care. And signing off, as always, everyone, wishing you great health and wellness. Take care. Be safe. And I look forward to catching you at the next episode. Bye, Amy. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Health and Wellness University. Make sure you follow Health and Wellness University on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn for additional empowering content. Just search for Health and Wellness University and it will come right up. Also, don't hesitate to reach out to healthandwellnessuniversity at gmail.com should you wish to attend or be a speaker at our annual San Francisco Health and Wellness Conference. If you are looking for accountability in the context of your health and wellness, please accept this invitation to join the Self-Empower Hour, which is a powerful accountability group. For more details, just shoot an email over to healthandwellnessuniversity at gmail.com. Take care, and as always, wishing you great health and wellness.